Okay, continue with Perichal base and Gvurz Hashem. Yeramaskil Dover Acher. Amor, Akodish Borhul Moshe, Ata Asid Lehalos, Yisrami Mitzrayim. You are destined to bring the Jewish people up from Mitzrayim. Buzchus Mi Shidibarti Imo. In the merit of the one with whom I spoke in the covenant of parts, Zavraham. So it's like an allusion uh, to Avraham. Vain Midbur Eladibur Shanemar Umidvarcha Noe and from your sayings that are pleasant. So we are the the Davar Acher is coming off of the same passage we've been dealing with before, right? So here the Midbar is being darshan to be a language of Midaber of speaking and that the schus of the leaving from Mitzrayim is going to be in the schus of the one with whom Hashem spoke which is Avram Avin Brisbane Basarim which is Avram Avin okay, that's the Tanakama Amar Abilevi Amar HaKadosh Baruch Moshe Simon Zelacha I'm giving you a sign. Bemidbar ata manichan, umemidbar ata asid lahachzirin. In the desert is where you are leaving them, in, and in the desert is where you're going to bring them back to. Shenemar. So, Hashem says, I'm going to go, I'm going to take you to the Midbar again in the future. Okay. That's the Chazal. Boru Kiraui shitiye has chalos hagula b'midbar. So specifically, we're saying it's appropriate to have the beginning of salvation happen from the midbar. Ki a midbar who makom hadin. It's a place of judgment. Kasher or strictness. Kasher yedua shehu makom. It is a place of desolation. It's a place of where nothing can live. Why can nothing live? Well, if the like we saw the, the famous Rashi in the beginning of the Chumash, right? Ratzah Kodesh Borchu Levroes Haolam Bedin. Vroshe and Olam Miskayim. 
Right? So, din is so controlling, it's so tight, it's so difficult that Lamaisa, nothing can manage to survive in that, in, in that environment. So, the desert is a very harsh environment, very unforgiving environment, very stingy, right? If you imagine the opposite is uh, some, uh, you know, forest where there's plenty of water and plenty of food and and foliage and you know it's uh, it's much even if you miss this one little brook over here you pick up you you get water in the next spring later down right but in the midbar it's a mokom shmama it's a mokom that is very difficult to survive there's very it's possible to say, you know, you're given the bare minimum. Umipneze, kasher, kares hakodesh boruchu, briz, beinam basarim, kazermo, bemides hadin. So now, so far, we've just been saying conceptually that um, the geula should be in the midbar because mokom din didn't explain why the Geula should begin in the Mokom Din, right? It, it just, so far, that's just, Maral's telling us that, we're going to see, we'll, we'll see why that is, but now we need to connect that to the Brisbane Basarim. Yeah, so the Brisbane Basarim is somehow going to be connected to the Midbar specifically, But why do we need to connect it to the Brisbane Bazaar? So again, let's uh, let's review. Chazal are bothered. Last week we spoke about the previous drasha of Yenai Gezatzon Achar Midbar. Why is Moshe Rabbeinu guiding the sheep Davka to the Midbar? What's what's so attractive to the Midbar? And even if meaning you could just say no, there wasn't any other good opportunities. You know, he was looking for for unoccupied, you know, free pasture land, right? Good. So, but, but why is it important for me to know that in the Chumash? Why does the Chumash have to stress that he guided them to the Midbar? Right? So, the last drosha was that since this is the place, this is a miraculous place. This is a place where uh, the Jewish people are going to experience all those unbelievable miracles that's what we spoke about last time. Right? So now, Davar we're giving an alternative reason why we are getting involved with the Midbar. Why specifically um, Moshe Rabbeinu, this is right before the Geula, right? So this is some sort of a build-up for the Geula, right? And the build-up is for him to go out to the Midbar. So we're trying to understand what's the unique aspect of the Midbar that that was drawing Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? So over here we're being told that it's um, that since you're going to take out the Jewish people from Mitzrayim and that's going to be in the schus of the one with whom I spoke Shidibarti, right? So that's, that's from a language of Midbar, Midaber, 
that I spoke with him during the Brisbane Habasarim. And that's Avraham, right? So we're finding an allusion over here in the word Midbar. The Moshebun is taking them out to the Midbar. That's an allusion to the Brisbane Habasarim, to Avraham Avinu. Okay? Obviously, the question that has to be asked is, why? Why is this of all things? We, you know, uh, we didn't so talk the about conne- the only connection is is Daber, and somehow Daber must be referring to Avraham. So the morale's adding that there's a conne- conceptual connection of Midbar. Midbar is a place of Din, a place of Shmama, right? And that's going to be connected to specifically Yitzchak Mitzrayim, and that's going to be connected to. Avraham with the Brisbane of Basar. Okay, you'll see. Okay. Okay. So, um, so again, first, the said it's fitting to have the beginning of the Geula in the Midbar because the Midbar is a is a, a Mokom Din. Now. Frankly, he hasn't explained that concept yet, right? But assuming that the Geula requires Din, and that's why it requires Midbar, right? So now the Geula, although it's being done by Moshe Rabbeinu, but it's in the Schus of Avraham Avinu. And specifically Avraham Avinu's Din, which was the Brisbane of Basarim, as we're about to see in a minute. Okay? So if Moshe Rabbeinu wants to connect you know, that this is where he's about to receive in the Midbar, he's going to receive instructions to go and take the Jewish people out. Right? So, to trigger such a thing, he needs to go to the place which is going to be connected to the Haskala Sagula, which is Din, and somehow connecting also to the Schos of Avraham in whose merit this Gula is happening. Okay, so let's see. By the way, uh, Noah, can you hear us? I can hear you this time. Okay. Okay, there's a Kashir Kars, a Kodesh Borhu Bris, Benabasarim, Gazrimo, Bemides Hadin. So, the whole concept of Bris Benabasarim, what does it mean, Bris Benabasarim? Translated literally? What does it mean? Then? What is it? Literal translation of bris, bain hab sarm. between the parts? Or between the flesh, right? Basar is flesh, right? Which means that Avram was told to take different animals, cut them in half, right? And through that would be made the covenant, okay? So that's what's over here. It's called... um, Go, uh, yeah, we talk about being gozer as a to cut a covenant. Why do you cut a co- you cut a peace pact, a, a permanent pact, uh, a um, bris is is from is cut. A bris is cut, right? Even the bris mila is a cutting. We make a covenant with Hashem. We make an agreement with Hashem through cutting, right? So Morazna tells over here that that it has to do with with midas hadin. Okay, so bris ben the basarim 
is going to be like the quintessential act of din. You're cutting all these animals in half, and through that is being enacted the bruce. Okay, vizetayda min tanur velapidesh you see clearly the is din because from the I mean Tanur literally means an oven but here it doesn't mean an oven because this was it's, it's a way to describe the fire a burning, raging hot fire that passed between the cut to the cut halves of the animals Litin Haaretz Levonov b'midisadin to give Eretz Yisrael to the children of Avraham with midisadin. Now, just take a quick detour. Um, famous Gemara in Nedarim says that the Golos was nigzer and Bnei Yisrael. Three different opinions. Why in the Gemara? Wait, did anybody remember those? I think we went through them. No? Ezra, did we do this together? No? Okay, no, he's being very quiet, so I'm assuming that no. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll say them, and if, 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 if it rings a bell, please chime in. Um, one is that Avram Avinu... Um, took into his militia, uh, recruited the Talmidei Chachamim from his students to go chasing after the four kings. And he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have done that. Uh, he overstepped his boundaries on that. Um, two was that he did not keep the residents of Sodom and Amorah uh, um, for his own servants, rather he gave them back to, to Melech's dome, um, basically just to keep on sliding down their you know, terrible moral demise instead of trying to be Magnusdom Tachas Kanfeshina, and that in Brisbane of Asarim, that well, prior to Avraham Avinu said, How do I know that my children? will merit to inherit the land. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Okay. Great. So... Wait, what was the third one? That he asked that? Yeah. The fact he said, how do I know? How do I know? Asked for, for a, a proof or, or, or... So, so Chazal explained over there that, that what it means is that... Um, well, Okay, let's skip. Let's skip the much bigger sugi. We'll cut to the chase. Maral explains that those were lacks in midasa midasa chesed midas adin and midasa rachamim. Right? Midasa chesed was Avram Avinu overstepped his boundaries. That's a pre disposition of Chesed is to overstep his boundaries and he went and he recruited Talmud he grabbed them all every single one of them 
um, from the base Midrash to go fight in the war. Um, then he was la- that's over. That's too much. Too much chesed. Too much chesed. Unbridled chesed. Then he asked b'ma'eda. That was a lack of midas hadin. And finally, is he said uh, he was not machnus the anshe's dome tachaskan feshkina. That's a lack of rachamim. Okay, and the reason was because Avram is not yet finished. It has to, you need Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. So Avram by himself is an unfinished man. So he's by definition going to be lacking, as great as he was. That's how it has to be. Um, we spoke about that. But just the point that I want to bring out is that over there we said that the Bema'eda was a lack in Din, right? Because Avram Avinu, being Midas Achesed, was under the understanding that if Hashem says something, so, okay, yeah, you say something, you, you, um, but you're not, you're not bound by it, you're not obligated, right? Chesed is always doing something that I don't have to do. Yeah? So, being that Abraham's relationship with Hashem was one of Chesed, so he, Viewed everything Hashem does for me is chesed. That's wonderful, but, but you can't rely on that. Chesed, someone do it for you chesed today, they're not necessarily going to do it for your chesed tomorrow. Right? So, how do I know that this is actually going to have any kiyum? How do I know that this is going to actually, you know, have legs to it? Right? That it's going gonna, it's gonna to persevere. So, that's why he has Bumaeda, he asked for a a stamp from Midas Hadin it wasn't enough the Haftacha that Hashem gave him that was the criticism that Avram Avinu receives we just did that in the Sulu Sisharim also right? no? last chapter? Right. so um, so the point is that the Bumaida, once you ask for a sign so a sign is like a, you know you you ask for a written out document, right? Sealed by the in front of the notary, right? So that is that is now binding. That's Midas Adin. Midas Adin is like a bitoveyu in Beisdin. Yeah? So to a certain extent the, the that that's what Bruce Bain of Basarm represents. It represents the Midas Adin. So, now, Maral's pointing out that the fire passing in between the cut parts, that's Midas Adin. L'kach ne'amar, hayad dvar Hashem el Avram b'machze, the communication between Hashem and Avraham is over here described as being a dover, as opposed to an amira. Amira is a conversation. Dibur is a statement or an utterance. I tell you something. So Hashem was telling Avraham that Lashon Dibur is a language of Din. Din. Oh, sorry. And in addition to that, apologize, there are Machza, there are Chazon. That's true. Dibur is Midas Adin. Right, that's Rashi. Rashi says that. Um, 
Dabur Emoral Beis Yaakov and Dabur El Bnei Yisrael. Right? Rashi says that one is Kasha, Dibur is Kasha, and Amir is Rach. Language of Rach. Rach. Soft language. Um, but he's also explaining over here the Max, the vision. That Hashem appears to Avraham in a vision that's usually not described as such. Unusual terminology. Why? Because a Machze is a Midas Adin. Like the Pasuk says, Chazon Yishaya. Um, and the the Navi over there says, Chazos Koshos Hugadli. Difficult images were revealed to me. Right, difficult, hard, hard image, difficult, hard images were revealed to me. Shemeze lomdu raboseinu zichronim levracha ki kol chazon midas hadin. Yeah, reia. We've spoken about this before. I think reia tends to be literally translated as a, as a chazon, as a vision. Right, now, a vision is has to do with Midas Adin, because you see all the, you see all the details, you see all the imperfections, right, if anybody, you can see that tiny little stain on, on, uh, on Dan's shirt all the way from back here, right, so that's, that's, uh, just see, I'm not wearing my glasses, I can't see anything, um, but, uh, that's that's tsar ayin, you know, the, the 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 classic putting an eye on someone is is tends to be tsar ayin, unless a person has ayin tov, but tsar ayin is seeing all the details. So that's so the chazon, the vision, is a midas hatin. That's the that's the midrash over there. V'kolzek delitein ha'aretz la'avra <laughs> like we said, Abraham was concerned that although Hashem has um, assured him that they're going to get uh, that his children are going to get Eretz Yisrael, but maybe that's just a temporary. You know, maybe that, that's maybe I'll lose that merit. I mean, you tell me you're going to do it, good. But one day I'm going to, I or my children are going to commit an avera, and you're going to say, okay, so you're not getting it anymore. That's why Avraham Avinu, so to speak, wanted it in writing with, uh, with a stamp, with the, you know, with the, all the assurances, that's Midas Adin. Sheozi is kind of that I have a contract, that I have, if I have a, a contract, I can be tovei, I, I have a guarantee. So too, it was, this now, with the Brisbane of Osarim, now it's for sure going to happen. Veloia haftacha, Mm-hmm. And it's not just a assurance which has to it changes. Kasher Yigro Machet, like like the Gemara Brachas says about Yaakovinu Shema Yigro Machet. It's true Yaakovinu had a haftacha that Hashem would protect him, but maybe since then I've done something wrong. Maybe I've lost that schus to have that to have that, to have that haftacha. Lefikach Tzivol Hakadosh Baruch and that's why specifically Hashem has Avram Avinu cut the animals in half. 
Shegozer Hadover Kachbedin. So we, we say a, a, a decree is called a gzera. Gzera is a cutting, meaning when I cut something off, right? What does it say? The famous saying, at least in Russian, that is, as it says, it's just saying, or no, in English, um, measure seven times before you cut once. Yeah. It's uh, measure twice, cut once. Twice. Okay, so the Russians are more Russians are more careful. There was a lot less fabric back there. I heard right? seven also. Uh-huh. My dad used to say seven. Because your dad is Russian. Yeah. Okay, so the is saying that the American saying is twice. So the Russian saying is seven. But uh, but but the point is that you know you measure as many times as it takes until you're absolutely certain. Because once you cut, that's it, right? You, there's no going back once you cut. Yeah? So, uh, that's why it's a language of cutting that has to do with din. Um, the, it appears all over the place. Gemara says that Dayanim should be very careful with their judgment. They should pr- they should imagine as if they are, there's a sword right next to them, right? They, they, because basically they, what does a judge do? A judge paskins, right? And what's a psak? Then literal translation of psak is um, and I don't know. Okay. Anybody help him out? Noah. Literal translation. Slice. Slice or cut. Secretion. To cut. Right. Well, yeah. Right. A psik, psik in in uh, in in laning. A psik means a period, right? An interruption, a stop. Uh, a, so, a psak means I cut it off here, right? Meaning, so to here this, and then after that, not right. So this, this is how much you owe. You you came in with a claim of, uh, you know, three hundred thousand dollars. It's two fifty. Two fifty you have to pay. Fifty you don't have to pay. Boom. End of it. Even though life is never like that, right? It's it's usually it wasn't so clear. Um, there's claims going in both directions, etc., right? So I, I pick a line, I measure very carefully, I find that line, and then I cut. Right? That's a psak. So if a judge is not careful with his sword, so a judge is basically supposed to view it that he is cutting with a sword. So you have to be, measure seven times before you cut once. If you're not careful about that, chas v'shalom, then midah keneged midah, a judge will get the sword himself for misusing the sword. Okay? So this is all the concept of cutting, which has to do with din. Ulavor bein agzarim, lomar shebegzeras hadin nosinar. So then, when you pass through the cutting, so then it's saying that this agreement that we're making about Eretz Yisrael, it's agreement that the result of a cutting. Okay, umbnation nosin lo. Haaretz, bigzera. And since the land was given to given to Avram Avinu with midas hadin with with a, with a cutting, lekach ratzal kodesh boruchu lekayim hagzera v'yitzias hagzera lepoil yitzias b'mokom haruila. So the point is, what is the reason why Hashem is saving 
the Jewish people from Mitzrayim? Answer is because he made a promise to Hashem, to, to Hashem made a promise to Avram Avinu, right? That he's going to bring his Jew, his people to Eretz Yisrael, right? And that was done bidin. So now, if you want to trigger, you want to activate that agreement, right? If if uh, no, if I want to activate a certain contract, want to what's it called? To, to like, I have a clause that I can execute. Execute a clause in a contract. Am I saying correctly? That sounds right. Okay, so what do I need to do? Get in touch with my lawyer, right? They need to go to court, right? And uh, so we, so it's, so midas adin is was is if I want to tap into midas adin, I need to activate midas adin. So the midas adin here, the, the one, the old one, the one, the one that initially made the contract, that's the Brisbane Basarim, that's with Avram Avinu, right? So now you have to go out to the midbar, which is the place where all the din is kept. Right, that's where you retrieve the archive of the gzera that was made. Right, and then now you can execute that option. Okay, makes sense. Somebody. So the midbar is like a midbar is like somewhere to record in terms of the dynamic. Right, is the mockum of dim. Is the place of din. So, Malcolm of din is like the court, right? So, you know, one, once you're ready to do the things, you go to court, and that's where you that's where you uh, activate the contract. Okay. Verabulavi Almar Kibumidbur Manichan. Obamidbar Asid Lehachzirin. Okay, so now the second half of the of the Maimon. Yeah? We're we're done with that first part. So now with the Rebbe Levi. Pirish. Mipneki Moshe Hayaish Elokim Ruishi Ye Mani Gisrael Bamidbar Moshe is a person who is connected to Midas Adin. Ish is a language of Ish, fire. That's Din. Elohim is the name of Hashem that has to do with Din, like Rashi in Parshat Barashi says, right? That the name Elohim has to do with Din. The name Yudke Vovke is the name of Rachamim. So, means the essential name, but the, 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 the essential name has to do with Rachamim. Um, so, so Moshe was an Ishelokim. So he's the person; he's the perfect person to guide us through the midbar, right? We're about to start Sefer Dvarim now, where Moshe Rabbeinu is about to pass because he cannot come in with the Jewish people into Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> now, of course, we know that it was it was the result of certain sins, but it's also not by coincidence that Moshe Davka led Bnei Yisrael in the Midbar, but not into Eretz Yisrael. That's already, that's already a different type of a thing. V'kvar amarnu, 
כי הדבורים האלוקיים שייך להם המדבר, because that was uh, something that's not subject to the rules of Teva. Right? That's fit for the midbar is uniquely fit for that b'yoser. Ukemo shenet bar lemaaleh bear hetev. Ulefikach hanichan b'midbar shekol hanhagoso liyisroel haya b'midbar ve'av b'sof yachziru lo b'midbar. And even in the end, like the Navi says, there's going to be something to do with the Midbar. V'kol zeh shekol inyan eloki yoser ra'ui b'midbar. If it's something very abstract, very transcendent, the place for that is the Midbar. The Midbar is a place that the prophets would go to to meditate out there. Midbar is a place where Teva is not sholot as much. Vilo ya Moshe kemo shar adam sheativi hayeshayech lohan hagas hayishuv. So if Moshe Rabbeinu would be a regular person, then he would could be in a settled place. He could be in some sort of a city. Aval Moshe ishalokim shayech lo hamidbar beprat. So it's uniquely related to him, the midbar. Uh, truthfully, I need to look up this Pasek and Hosea, what it's referring to. Maybe Blee Nether, next week, I will try to... Um, what what Rabbi Levi is saying that Moshe Rabbeinu was with us in the Midbar, and then the Osid Lachzirin, Shanemar, like the Pasek says, Lachain Hineanohi Maftieha Veholchaseha Hamidbar. What? Look, he's not quoting it right now, but this was, I'm going back to the beginning of the Maimar Chazal that we started today's learning with. Oh, all the way back there. Oh, okay. You see that? Yeah, okay. It's in Hosea based Tazain, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm saying that. Believe other, I'll try to look into that. Okay. We got Midas Adin. This is a time of Midas Adin for us, our boysai. Midas Adin right now. Yeah, it's talk of, of heat. The heat is a fire, right? This is the hottest time of the year. This is the time that the base of Migdish was began to be destroyed from Shvasar Batamuz. We got Shodesh Menachem Av coming up Tuesday night. Yeah. Try to try to work on it. Try to understand that Midas Adin is for our benefit. May we be Zolcha to see the Binyan Beis HaMikdash Bim Hira. Right.